You're listening to the Prairie Podcast by Utility Safety Partners. Safety is always the best first step, and it's a click away. Here's your host, Mike Sullivan. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining the podcast. This is going to be a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this chat with you guys for, well, since we decided to do it, oh, probably about four or five days ago. <laughs> no, seriously, thanks for, for doing this. And, you know, I even I got to apologize because we had planned to do this a while back and uh, correspondence was, was ready to be sent. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what's going on? Nobody got the message. And I looked back and my email was me who hadn't sent the message to you guys. So my apologies. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the podcast. This is going to be fun. Um, you know, the first time we've had the three of you on, Terry, your returning guest, perhaps the uh, the elder statesman of the, uh, the of the ambassador trio, the three amigos, I'm going to refer to you as uh, on this. Now, the ambassador program... Um, I think we're in our seventh year, actually. This has been going on for quite a while, and it's, it's, it's not something really new. It's, it does, there are programs that are similar out there across uh, Canada and into the U.S., um, but maybe we do it a little bit differently here. Uh, we are a not-for-profit. We run very tight in that regard to our budget. We want to be very mindful of our, our members' uh, co- financial contributions. So what we did with the ambassador program was to uh, work with our members to secure vehicles, actually. And uh, we had TC Energy, who was the first uh, contributor for contributing a vehicle in kind the seven years ago when we first started the ambassador program. And then Apex Utilities followed up very shortly thereafter the same year. And uh, then Interpipeline did the same thing. And, and uh, those vehicles are still in use today. We do advertise those contributing members on the tailgates. And uh, anyway, again, we can't thank those those companies enough for doing this. Um, so here we are, seventh year. It's Dig Safe Month now. Missed the end of Dig Safe Month. And, and we're back into it. So once again, guys, thanks for, for being here. Um, this is, uh, I'm hoping the end or the very close to the end of COVID. And, uh, you know, you, you've seen... You've seen this roll through the beginning of, uh, of that process and, and the shutdowns and it affected how we work. And now we're getting to the end of it and hopefully back to the way things used to be. So welcome to the podcast. And uh, guys, let's talk about your experience in this role. I mean, each of you bring experience uh, from your own right, but it's not all from the same, you know, shall we say, cookie cutter background. And that's a good thing. Now, John, as the elder statesman, I guess, you know, we could call Terry the elder statesman, but that's just in years. But really, John, <laughs> John, you're the uh, you're the the longest serving ambassador and the only ambassador who's ever occupied that role in the Edmonton area. Um, what can you tell me or tell everybody about your role in, in uh, as the ambassador for for Edmonton? How has the the work that you've done uh, previous to this with TELUS, how does that complement what the members do? Well, myself, uh, you know, I was with TELUS for 35 years. And uh, within that period of time, I uh, spent some time locating facilities for TELUS. Uh, so I got a good firsthand view of how uh, the infrastructure was put in place, not only uh, TELUS's infrastructure, but our partners in the utility world as well. Uh, 
such as um, Transalta at the time, uh, the way the facilities are placed from uh, our uh, friends at Atco Gas, how those facilities are placed. So it gave me a good, broad understanding of uh, how all our facilities are put in place and how it affects the homeowner itself. So uh, in the, the program that we've uh, started seven years ago, which I, I just can't believe it's been seven years, but uh, seven years ago, uh, from geez, Ross McClellan was uh, our partner in Calgary at the time, and uh, he was with uh, CRUD PC. Yep, that's the Calgary Regional Utility Damage Prevention Committee, I think it was. Yes, that's exactly uh, so uh, it, it was a good start for, for us to see where we went. What, what I focused on myself uh, and Ross and the other uh, ambassadors that come along is getting some firsthand information to the public itself. Uh, it still blows my mind away that people don't know what the color flags are, but we take that for granted. Uh, new Canadians are thinking that, uh, you know, uh, it's going to cost them a, a survey to have the facilities marked and it's not a free service to them. Of course, it's not a free service. It's uh, our utilities pick that up and uh, pipelines and various members. However, uh, the firsthand experience that I've had with uh, different types of companies that normally don't get involved with it, such as realtors. Uh, we uh, also do a lot of uh, work with um, presentations at different events, such as uh, uh, the get ready in the park coming up here soon for the emergency preparedness day on the 7th. So it's a, it's a great thing because it's a family orientated, uh, you know, emergency preparedness. And uh, that is a time that we can spread the word directly to uh, first time home buyers. So they understand, you know, when they're doing the sod fence thing that the, they can get the locate and that it's not going to cost them nothing. And it's just a matter of timing and uh, proper uh, placement. So. Terry, I was going to ask I you. I go on and on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of the why. Maybe I'll cut you off. <laughs> no, no. But Terry, for, for you, you've been in this role now a couple of years. And um, it's a very, in your situation, somewhat of a unique role. It's a shared role with the Edmonton Area Pipeline Utility Operators Committee. And, but for, how do you find this complements the work that you did uh, previous to this with Atco Gas? Well, uh, I uh, had a 35-year career with Atco Gas. The first 25, I was a surveyor stumbling around the province staking out gas lines. And in that role, we had to do uh, lots of locating for as-builts. Uh, the last 10 years with Atco, I was the supervisor of damage prevention based in Edmonton. So our small, small little group in that length of time uh, investigated well over a thousand hit gas lines because they're typically getting anywhere from 125 to 200 a year. So uh, this is a natural extension of the work I did with ATCO and actually the more fun part because I'm not going out there and giving guys uh, a lot of grief for hitting lines. Well, you guys are the goodwill ambassadors, right? Yes. So it uh, fits in quite well, obviously. Uh, and I'm still running into people in the excavation industry that say, oh, I remember you. And sometimes it's for bad reasons because I was out <laughs> giving them crap on a hit line. Other times it was 
uh, just doing presentations typically for spring kickoff sessions. What about you, Mark? I mean, you're you're the newcomer. So Mark Bradley is a the uh, our newcomer Calgary Dig Safe ambassador ambassador really because it's not just buried utilities anymore. And I mean, you have just as much as he, these guys, you know, a thirty year career roughly in oil and gas and pipelines and. You've only had a couple of really uh, weeks on the job so far, but what are you, what do you what do you see this role as a complement to what our members do? Yeah, so a couple of weeks on the job, and as you mentioned, about twenty five years in in the industry, and mainly on transmission pipelines. Um, my career in transmission pipelines started uh, on a pipeline maintenance crew, where we responded to the one call notifications and went out and did the locating and marking. Um, Career has taken me through uh, crossings assessment and approvals and into the regulatory side, into public awareness. And so, long story short, is um, all of this experience has had a couple of things that f- um, provide a very good basis to what I'm doing with um, utility safety partners as an ambassador, and that's uh, working with people and also uh, talking about safety around buried facilities. Um, so I, I think, you know, just a general knowledge of how to um, proceed when you enter a construction site versus uh, how you talk to landowner to how you talk to a business owner. But the main thing is to uh, promote the message of click before you dig and make sure that people are following the rules so that they're not hurting themselves or leaving their community without an essential service. So what's it like when you guys show up on a site and, you know, you visit the do-it-yourself hardware stores and Home Depots, that type thing as well. But when you arrive on a site and there's people there that are either engaged in some digging activity or working near overhead lines, What's the reaction? You know, there, there's different reactions. There's reactions where uh, the the contractor, the, the guy doing the digging is uh, confident in the work that he's done. And then there's also showing up on the sites where uh, they think, holy cow, we forgot something. We're in trouble now. So uh, one of the nice things about uh, being the ambassadors, we're there in a friendly mode and we're there to hand out some uh, swag to help them remind from hard hat stickers to color code things and to the pamphlets, which uh, with the USP has been a far improvement in the manner of uh, handing them out to them, giving them the general information. So uh, once they find out that you're there with, with you know, to uh, promote uh, safety, I think uh, they calm down and then there's some great discussions come in. From there, we end up with presentations at times and uh, a commitment to be back there the next year, which uh, being uh, something that I've seen a lot lately is that people have recognized who you are. And in that case, they're willing to pass their information on to their employees or their families. And uh, they're really happy to see you. Yeah, that's kind of what I was, I was hoping to hear is, you know, people are, are looking for, uh, once they realize you're there in a in a helpful mode, they 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 open up, right? I mean, they're, they're not hiding anything. They're not concerned. Am I going to get in trouble? Um, and that's really not what this role is about. This role is about being a partner in safety. And you know, with that, you know, the unification of services between Alberta One Call, Alberta CGA, and the Where's Align campaign, your roles have taken on a broader perspective to include not only awareness of uh, bird utilities and how to work safely near them, but also now overhead power lines and how to work safely near those too. Uh, Terry, can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, you know, you're very active on social media. 
you've approached that as somewhat of a canvas. Uh, you know, you, you have an artistic background, clearly an artistic flair, but can you tell me a little bit about that and, and marrying these two roles? I mean, when I first mentioned to people, because we've been spreading the news that Alberta One Call is now Utility Safety Partners, the first response is usually a puzzled look in why. And uh, when you explain the reasoning behind it that we've brought overhead power and uh, orphan wells into the mix, they say, oh, makes it makes perfect sense. So uh, that just uh, fits so well because in uh, the work I've seen, say, with ATCO over the years, it's... It's very rare, particularly in urban areas, that a gas company is not near overhead power. So uh, it's it's a great thing, and people are are totally buying into it. Is what I'm finding. How about you, Mark? I mean, as a newcomer, you've been around Alberta One Call for 25 years um, in your various roles. So what are you seeing? I, I'm seeing similar to what John and Terry are seeing. And I, I think the perception or opinion of people when I speak to them is that it makes sense to promote both uh, buried utility safety as well as overhead power line safety. And, and rather than having multiple organizations promoting that, uh, letting it rest with utility safety partners. Um, you know, I think the overhead safe, the overhead power line safety message is is an important one. You know, and it's a bit ironic that um, every day we see overhead uh, power lines, but often they aren't seen on a construction site. Now, in my experience, you know, in in working on different pipeline projects, of course, we become aware of it because the uh, safety people on the project. Uh, well-define those overhead power line uh, crossing locations. But I think for the average person, uh, they just blend into the, uh, to the background. So it's well worth our time and efforts uh, to bring that message in and, and remind people that they need to look both up and down uh, before they do their work. to remind everybody listening that the Canadian Common Ground Alliance will soon be releasing Volume 4 of its Best Practices. The Best Practices is really a, a compendium of those things that you can do to prevent damage when there is a, and there's a hierarchy really of, of uh, legislation, regulation, standards, and best practices. So if you are in the damage prevention business or if you're in the digging business, Please go to CanadianCGA.com and download a copy of the CCGA Best Practices and keep watching that website for when the new best practices roll out later this year. And, you know, the rebrand has been, it's always a challenge. I mean, Alberta One Call for 40 years has been in that safety vernacular across the province and a well-established brand and name. So shifting to something else, no matter what it was going to be, it was going to be challenging. We had to do it. We, uh, the board of directors had agreed on both sides, ABCGA and the Alberta One Call board of directors had agreed to the unification and inclusion of Where's the Line. And uh, I really, once again, you know, I, I, I want to recognize ZGM for just the, uh, the fantastic brand they gave us that they developed utility safety partners with that life box right in the middle. Uh, that's really what we're here for is, uh, you know, to be the life in that utility safety. So 
I'm glad to hear that it is well being well received and being understood. Um, it was always going to be a challenge, no matter what we did. Now, John and Terry, you guys, uh, you share almost uh, some jurisdictional area of work. And, uh, you know, Terry, somewhat of a unique role uh, in that shared responsibility with EPOC, the Edmonton Area Pipeline Utility Operators Committee. How do you guys make that work? Well, I'll uh, I'll just jump in here. I've been doing this for, uh, I guess this is my fourth season now. And uh, I'm essentially uh, covering the donut around Edmonton, the capital region, or it's known more these days as the Edmonton regional uh, area. Uh, that's essentially all the surrounding counties and communities uh, uh, in Alberta. So I tend to get more uh, windshield time than John does, but it's... Uh, it's a fun role and uh, just get out there and spread the message. But John, you also go to the EPOC meetings, correct? I mean, you're, you're, you're there. You've been a member of EPOC in your previous role for years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I still uh, attend there and pass on the information of what I'm doing so we can understand, uh, you know, what type of sites we're visiting. And uh, also at the same time, when there's a project pipeline projects going on uh, within the city of Edmonton, I'm involved with that as well, supporting uh, the, the excavators uh, with information and uh, giving them our business card if they have any issues as well to bring up. So we're, we're being very open to uh, all the other uh, pipeline facilities as well as the utilities around. When you guys are doing your job, you're not just driving all over the place and, you know, looking for stuff. There's some structure to this, obviously. And, uh, you know, you, you work with Cassie Zaba, our member of services liaison, um, who has taken on this role uh, just over time, it seems. And, uh, you know, we want to expand the number of, of uh, ambassadors. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But, you know, you work with Cassie, you work with member services, and we also document everything that, that we do in, in, uh, in terms of the visitations. And uh, maybe, Mark, from your perspective, uh, in your previous roles, documentation, obviously, in everybody's role is very important. But maybe you can see that from a different perspective that, you know, you're, you're really new in this role. You just went through the training. It's critical. Obviously, we have to document. And are we doing it right from your perspective? I think from our perspective, we are doing it right. And, and you're absolutely correct. It's not a matter of uh, just driving around and and taking our visits on an ad hoc basis. Uh, there's some structure to it. So, um, from my point of view, what I've started doing is, is I'm interested in looking at the reporting tools. Um, the person who was in the role prior to me had some very good records in um, – USP's database, and I've referred to those to see when the last visits were and and um, to try to get some names so that when I go into a, a company or a garden center, I, I know who to look for. Um, as John and Terry mentioned, I think the relationship is as important in some ways as, as what the overall message is. So, um, you know, as, as far as my previous experience, the mantra, uh, whether we were doing public awareness work or whether I was doing land work, uh, meeting with any type of stakeholder is, if it's not documented, it didn't happen. And that is the approach that we're taking here is every visit that we make is is documented. Uh, we take pictures, we try to promote those businesses who are working with us on uh, the Twitter site. And um, 
you know, we have good records um, where eventually what I'd like to see is is maybe producing some form of a heat map uh, to track those parts of the city uh, that maybe have been inadvertently missed and we can then make a concerted effort to hit those uh, parts of the city with the message as well. That's a good point. You know, if we could add perhaps even a layer to the contact map that we're, we've been working on and we were hoping to roll out a few weeks ago, but it hasn't uh, happened yet, um, to add a layer of, uh, of the DSA or the ambassador activities and in, in relation to what's happening out there. John and Terry, or I may start with you, John. You know, the uh, from a documentation, you've been doing this the longest now. Uh, have you experienced any improvement over the years of how we've been documenting the uh, the ambassador role? Well, like, like I say, usually when you go to visit a site, a construction site, or else a retail site, or even a, even a residential area, uh, at the time that I have the conversation with, I. I I request the name of the person I'm talking to and, uh, you know, let them know that we're there to support them by passing out our card and everything. And uh, what I found out this year, because our database is improved and my skills using it have improved, I'll be honest with you, uh, I've been able to uh, take a look and get that first, uh, that, that name, that contact name and talk to them people. And, and of course, like anything else in society, if you know the person's name, you've opened up the door already. So be giving me that information and uh, that the ability to talk to them has uh, been just superior this year compared to the years before because we never had the full details. So that's kind of like me calling you Doug before, who's our producer actually, and it didn't really open that door of communication very well. No. <laughs> Terry, you've been <laughs> Terry, you've been um, you, you've you've been doing this. You said this is your fourth year, and you've seen changes as well. Um, and but because of your dual role with Epoch, and they are looking at the uh, the feedback as well, are we meeting their expectations when we have that uh, the feedback that we're providing the reporting data? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the uh, administrative secretary receives those reports monthly that uh, Cassie generates. And one thing about my role is with the Edmonton Area Pipeline and Utility Operators Committee, uh, I make a point of also putting a, a more focus on the high-pressure pipelines in Alberta. In Alberta, we've got the Alberta Energy Regular later covering provincial lines, and then we've got the Canadian Energy Regulator uh, covering lines that cross borders. So... I have to remind both excavators and homeowners that large green space behind their fence is not just a great place to walk your dog or go for a jog. It could contain multiple uh, high-pressure pipelines. And a lot of people aren't aware that if you're going to work within 30 meters of a pipeline, uh, you are supposed to be notifying the owner of the pipeline so that they could determine whether or not uh, you, you might need a proximity agreement or at least somebody on site before you start digging. Now, in, inclusive of that, the reporting, as Mark alluded to earlier, social media plays a big part of this role. Um, each ambassador has its own profile. Each vehicle has your your uh, your Twitter handle on there as well. Um, that is a part of the job. We expect you to promote your your presence, your work, your activity on uh, on social media. 
how how do you feel about that? I mean, it's uh, it's not um, uh, it, it's not for everybody, but it's part of the job. I mean, Mark, how you're as a newcomer here? How how does that work for you? I think for myself, it's it's fine. Um, you know, I've uh, obviously had social media in my life for a good chunk of it now. Um, but uh, in this role, it's slightly different. I mean, we obviously have to be aware of of the messaging that we're putting out and the representation of the USP organization. Um, and I think um, we also have, you know, probably for me, the harder part is is to be a bit clever in the messaging. Um, number one, to ensure that um, all of the audiences are getting something out of it, and also to ensure that the overhead and buried facility owners are uh, being represented properly. But I try to find uh, something that's a bit catchy uh, that will stick into uh, the reader's eye uh, and not make it uh, uh, political or uh, contentious in any way, because we know what happens on Twitter when uh, when something like that's posted. Now we certainly don't want to be contentious, that's for sure. Uh, you know, we we do have to respond if if something does come across our our uh, customer relationship management software that which all tweets come through there and yours do too. So we see what's going on immediately, and if there's any responses to that, um, John, you're you're active as well, and, and so is Terry on Twitter. How, how does how do you feel? I mean, working with with social media has that been uh, has that been a challenge? You feel more confident now over over time? Oh yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it uh, again. The trying to bring a positive message in regards to uh, locating facilities, no matter whether it be large companies, small companies. I think uh, the social media gives an opportunity so everybody can see the same information, no matter what status they are within the digging community. So, uh, again, it's also uh, we tag uh, other organizations throughout uh, North America, a lot of American uh uh, one call centers or uh, reply back. So it's like, uh, again, a big family itself uh, promoting safe digging activities and awareness of uh, facilities within uh, North America. One of the things we tried to do last year was to uh, tag members of the Legislative Assembly as well. So wherever you are working uh, that particular day or week, um, that you would tag the MLA saying, hey, I'm here, you know, and uh, they get to understand and, and see the brand, know what we're doing. But that also helps, we hope, with the, the push for legislation that we are currently involved in. And going forward, that will likely become even more prevalent. So uh, are you seeing any, and I'll ask you, Terry, are you seeing any engagement with uh, MLAs or politicians or mayors, Reeves, that type thing over the last couple of years? Well, I haven't really uh, seen anything from MLAs, but I'm uh, happy a few times to find I'm being, you know, followed by the mayor from Fort Saskatchewan and Bruderheim, whatever. It's all a, it's all a great thing. So uh, for me, I'm kind of a social media hog. <laughs> I'm, I'm also managing Epoch's Twitter account, and I manage a Instagram account for big safe as well as epoch so i do enjoy the challenge of staying creative the one uh, group that continues to be a challenge to get to are are the homeowners 
there's not really one area that you can send a Twitter to that's going to catch a lot of people. So, I mean, we're getting uh, everybody, industry stakeholders are following us. You know, I, I'm, I mean, we're getting followers from Australia and stuff, which, which is a good thing. But uh, continuing to get Alberta people and homeowners is an ongoing challenge with social media. Now, since the ambassador program began, the objective has always been to expand the number of ambassadors throughout the province. And we initially started with one, obviously, here in, in and uh, sorry, two, one in Calgary, one in Edmonton. And we're now at two and a half in a sense that we have uh, Terry's role is shared with uh, Epoch. Uh, but now with the the annual membership fee in place, it provides utility safety partners with revenue certainty. And, and the board of directors is very interested in seeing the program expand. Um, what would be your advice to utility safety partners, to me, to, to make this program more successful and more effective? Well, well uh, I like the idea that uh, the ambassador's uh, a local person somebody who is aware of the digging community within the areas that they work and someone's familiar. So it opens up that, uh, that gate right off the bat because it's your, you're the local guy and they recognize who you are. So, uh, you know, as we expand our uh, ambassador program, it's, it's always nice to look for the local touch or the local person to be, uh, representing the USP, which is, uh, Something that, uh, you know, it's not the first time they've had the conversations. And when something happens, it's something that you can talk to them. I, I hate to say the word, they're not scared to talk to you because you're a familiar face. What do you think, uh, Terry? What, what, what do you think we need to, to be looking for to make this successful when we expand? Based on my uh, years with ATCO, uh, since uh, being uh, given the role of damage prevention quarter, coordinator in 2004 at that time i was responsible for the entire province so i was traveling around to all the smaller communities north and south and so i'm well aware that all these places have ground disturbers the farming community needs to be reached so uh, anyone is going to be in that role if they're going to have an assigned area it's going to be important to sit down and take a look at all the excavation companies in those areas, county offices, uh, put their locations, maybe make advanced phone calls so that your time can be spent wisely when you travel out. Uh, for instance, I had somebody call me from Edson last year, and uh, it's not really my area, but I, I just passed it on to Mike with ATCO, and he was happy to go out there and uh, take care of them with the presentation. So it's just a matter of pre-organizing uh, what your strategy is can be so you can make the most out of your mileage. What about you, Mark? I mean, you've seen a little bit now, but you've been aware of the ambassador program since its inception, really. What do we need to do? What do I need to do to make this program more successful with the, you know, what we have in place now, but also in the future to expand it? 
I think uh, what what Terry and John has said, uh, they've made some very valid points. And, and personally, I think uh, reaching the homeowners in some way, which we've noted already, is is a bit challenging. But um, to find that partnership within the communities and those local municipal offices, finding out where the new development permits are being issued, finding out who the contractors and the developers are in those areas, and, and reaching out, and perhaps even uh, going as far at some point of uh, creating a program for those people who have a you know a shiny new house and when they turn the key uh, there might be a, a door tag on their door that uh, reminds them of of the buried utilities that are underneath the front lawn or the back lawn uh, welcome home but please before you start putting up your fence or planting your tree um, click before you dig I, I like that that's a great idea maybe we can work with the home builders to do that and you're right reaching the homeowners is challenging homeowners dig maybe once every 10 years once in a lifetime and uh whereas our members in the digging community use us every single day multiple times a day in fact um and it is a challenging demographic to reach out to now guys this has been a lot of fun thanks for joining us Uh, now a couple of real just simple questions which one of you has the nicest truck? Oh. <laughs> Me. Do, do you mean a, Me. Do you mean in a classic way or a new way? <laughs> yeah, I, I got to admit, Terry, Terry does have a nice set of wheels there. And uh, they all look the same in a sense because they're all branded the same way. But it is a pretty nice set, pretty nice ride. <clears throat> it's my dig safe mobile. It's very, very comfortable ride. Well, uh, I used to be number one on the top of my hood, and uh, looking at it once they rebranded uh, it, all of a sudden I became number two. Terry. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I, I will say, Mike, that that the branded trucks with the uh, the utility safety partner and the life logo on it, and the bright orange uh, stripe, uh, you know, across the back of the cab, sure does grab some attention. I've noticed when I drive uh, through a neighborhood, heads are turning. So, regardless of the type of the truck or the year that we uh, have, um, the branding looks uh, fantastic. And, and that's one thing that I think you've uh, done very well is um, drawing some attention to the new brand via the trucks. I, I agree, Mark. It's uh, when I see it, I'm, I'm really proud of it. I really, really am, um, you know, to be part of it. And uh, rebranding, as we've said earlier, is not an easy task at any time, especially when you're dealing with a 40 year old brand, particularly with the Alberta One Call. And that brand had to draw in the uh, the the efforts and the work of the Alberta Common Ground Alliance and the Where's the Line campaign. We had to put all that together and and be reborn as a new entity. And that's what we've done. And once again, thanks thanks for that. I appreciate the compliment. I, I'm I'm right there with you. ZGM did a great job, and uh, you know we're going to see a lot of a lot of use going forward as we expand the program. Um, do you think there'll ever be a drag race between the three of you? Like, you know, just to see. Uh... <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for doing this with me today. And uh, have a safe digging season, a safe ambassador season. And uh, I look forward to seeing each of you out there sometime this summer uh, and spending a day with you. So take care. Thanks very much. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Talk to you later, boys. That's going to wrap things up on the Prairie Podcast. I want to thank our producers, stories and strategies, and I hope you choose to follow this podcast on any director you're listening on. 
And please do leave a rating. You can follow us on Twitter at utility underscore safety. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to send us a note, maybe you have an episode idea, please email us at info at utilitysafety.ca and put podcast in the subject header. I'm Mike Sullivan, president of Utility Safety Partners. Click to know what's above and below. And remember, clicking costs you nothing. Not clicking could cost you everything.